Hi, welcome back to Jenny's Uncensored Pennies. I am Jennifer Marie Martinez, and I am with my co-host Adam Herrera. Today we will be talking about parenting styles. A little bit that you should know about us and the way that we grew up. I am a product of a teenage pregnancy conceived in domestic violence. What that means is that Basically, I'm the product of a rape, and one of my earliest memories was three years old, being crouched behind a sofa, just remembering hearing hitting, um, screaming, crying, and just being very scared, not knowing what was going to happen. My parents divorced when I was three years old, uh, so at that point, my mom decided enough was enough. She remarried a couple years later, uh, you know, had my sister when I was six, and it was at that point when my mother was pregnant that my stepdad, the first stepdad that I had, actually started sexually abusing me. Fast forward, you know, went through the whole report to CPS, Child Protective Services, went through the court, all of that jazz and um, yeah, my mom remarried, had my other sister, so that's how I'm the oldest of three. Uh, so my mom, we all have different dads. My mom was in three different marriages and had a child with each husband. And yeah, I haven't spoken to my biological father since I was 11 years old when he tried to gain custody over me. Uh, the time that I remember seeing him before that, I was, hmm, oh, it was when we were going through the CPS stuff, and I was in the hospital because they had to do all these tests. I had my first pap smear, and for whatever reason, he came to see me. I went over, stayed with his family, met his two kids, uh, you know, happily, seemed like a happy home. A wife that he never abused or anything like that and kids that he didn't abandon so that tells you a little bit about me and just all the uh, why I've been in therapy for probably what 12 years or whatever it is but just the whole trying to undo things that I unfortunately learned growing up by the way that I was treated or things that happened to me or were done to me um, you know out of, out of my control and my mother definitely made me feel like I was a burden most of the time. And yes, we did have sweet moments. Like we would watch, what was it, Cheers. We would watch Cheers at 9.30 or 10 o'clock, whatever it was. I think it was 9.30 because then the 10 o'clock news came on. But we would watch, watch Cheers in bed together. It's an old comedy show. <laughs> and I remember. I, and I would eat a bowl of cereal back in the day when I was not lactose intolerant. <laughs> so I would have a bowl of cereal and watch a show with my mom. Sometimes it was like Three's Company or whatever. But those are some of the sweet moments. My mom was definitely the type that she would get really mad and would just throw an adult tantrum, which resulted in screaming, calling me horrible names, anything you could think of, and beating the crap out of me. I mean, seriously. You know, everything was always my fault. If I couldn't find the thing on the thing on top of the thing, I was in trouble. I was going to get my ass beat. I was going to get yelled at, all of that. So I was just very afraid and felt like 
everything I did was wrong. I could never do anything right. And I was unwanted. And so she would do that. And then she would turn around and, you know, buy me something, whatever nice thing, whether it was a new Barbie or a new outfit. And that was kind of her way of smoothing things over. And as I'm saying this, and I'm looking at Adam, it's kind of like, you know, maybe he now sees how like some of that when I tell, because I definitely say, you know, it's, this is my go-to, right? When things go wrong is my instinct is to react in a way that is very negative, in a way that can be very hurtful. And I'm constantly fighting against that, even now in, you know, I'm grown, very grown and gone through all the therapy and trying to be the, a better version of a mother than the one that I had to my son. And it's, it's very challenging. But anyway, so, so that's a little bit about my childhood and, and the way that I grew up. Now, I will say my second stepdad, which is my youngest sister's father, is who I refer to as my dad. And he's been in my life since I was nine years old and, and is still in my life. And I mean, that's my dad. Oddly enough, I don't call him dad to his face, but I refer to him as dad. And, you know, that's who he is. He, you know, quote unquote, gave me away when I got married, all that jazz, because that's my dad. But anywho, we decided to talk about parenting styles because Adam had mentioned that he had had this conversation with his father and wanted to speak on that. Adam. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, to give like a little bit of background on how I was raised. Um, uh, well, my parents, well, my dad, um, youngest of four, uh, three older sisters and um, his dad, left my grandpa left uh when he was a baby when he was born um and pretty much never saw him ever again um so my grandma had to you know be the mom and the dad um to four children and um yeah um my grandma came came over the from mexico um, you know, my dad was a baby, came to LA, um, East LA and yeah, like, you know, pretty much, yeah, grew up in LA and my mom, um, a little bit different. Um, my grandpa was an alcoholic. Um, my grandma was pretty verbally abusive. Um, and yeah, my mom being the oldest out of three as well, um, you know, she, I mean, I mean, she, she had a great life, like luckily that, um, you know, they had a house, they had a home. Um, There's just some parts of, you know, her upbringing um, that were challenging. And, you know, we've talked about that before, but yeah, my, um, I mean, my, my mom and dad, like the, the way they raised me, um, 
and my, myself and my sister, uh, who we're four years apart, she's older. Um, you know, they raised us in a way where um, they gave us the life that, you know, they wish they had growing up. Um, not necessarily saying that it was all bad, but I mean, they're just some things that, you know, they promised to themselves that, um, that yeah, they, they wanted to change in raising myself and my sister. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, I don't want to say we were spoiled, but I mean, they, you know, they gave us like a, you know, a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good life. And, um, thinking, thinking back on it now, um, you know, looking at it now, like we, I'm, it, very thankful and, and grateful that, um, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was the life I was given, um, in Santa Barbara or Santa Barbara, California, raised in a two parent household and going to private school K through 12. That's what he means by spoiled ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, my mom and my parents wanted me to, uh, go to a private school, uh, because we're Catholic and they wanted me to go through those steps like Holy Communion, Confirmation, um, and all that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not what I asked for, but, and what I, it was what I was given. Um, but I mean, I like I'm I have no regrets or anything like that. Um, but but yeah, so speaking on. Um, my mom and dad's parenting styles. Uh, my mom was very authoritative, um, very like strict. Uh, she would, um, she was never abusive, um, but she would yell. Um, and I remember, and please don't report my mom on this, but I once, like I was probably like around four or five, my mom, um, like I, I bad mouthed my mom and screamed at her and she slapped me across the face and um that was the last time like i ever screamed at her her or talked back or um and she always tells me like you know i brought you in this world and i could take you out um so that scared the living crap out of me all the time and uh all it took was one slap dang all it took was one slap i know i heard that over and over and over and still got my ass beat i was like well i might as well make it worth it then (laughs) yeah (laughs) If I want to get beat for no reason, I might as well give you a reason to beat me, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, like, um, it, you know, it shows like, you know, the, how different we were both raised. Right. Um, and, and yeah, like my, my mom was, um, you know, she, it was like, like, I don't know, like, uh, as far as being, like, emotionally supportive, um, she was always, like, the, the harder one to approach. Mm. Um, she was, like, you know, like, you, you got to tough it up, be a man. Um, not not necessarily saying that that she was cold-hearted or, like... Wait, would, that, would she use those words, be a man? Um not really like be a man, but like you have to, like you have to toughen up. Like you just, you could just hear it in a voice like that. That's what was being 
like right. the message that was being you know relayed well and the only reason why i asked that was because it right it's all about a lot of times everything's about perception right and so she said certain things but the way you described it just now mm-hmm. you said be a man mm-hmm. so whatever she said that's how it calculated in your brain yeah like that's just interesting just yeah. in general oh yeah yeah and but it that like being there's like this whole stigma um especially like growing up and like uh you know men can't show signs of weakness or right um <clears throat> be emotional right or like be vulnerable um so and also like i feel like it's a cultural thing too absolutely um, and society i mean we live in yeah. a patriarchal society absolutely that's been since day one yeah and hispanic culture and um you know i can go on about that but right but yeah i mean my mom like she you know she raised me how she thought she was supposed to and right um luckily like i came out all right and um but yeah like so that was her parenting style and then my dad was more of the emotional support like the one that i felt more comfortable approaching and um that he was more receptive like more like it's okay mijo like it's okay to feel this way it's it's okay to cry it's okay to um be emotionally vulnerable um and that's how my my grandma Mm -hmm. um that's how like he raised her kids right um and i mean so like my dad it was kind of like this whole thing where my dad didn't have that um that male or like that like my grandpa not being there in my dad's life like raising him you know what, what it is to be a man what it is to um grow up as a hispanic man in this society um he never got that um he didn't get that male role model he did yeah exactly and like he got a lot of that obviously from my grandma um mm-hmm. which is more nurturing uh, more like um I don't want to say softer, but like, you know, like my, my dad was more, um, you know, in, in touch with his emotions. And, um, I, to this day, I kind of trip out like, like, Hmm, how did, um, <laughs> like, how did my mom and dad, like, how was that? Where, where was the compatibility or like, in and so like one being the vulnerable type, which is you know, the male and then the more authoritative or like the more kind of cut off, not cut off, but, you know, like the tough, like that's how I viewed my mom. Um, like, you know, when they got married, like, wow, like, okay. Like, but there, she there was, was a, sorry, she was the oldest and your dad was the youngest? Yeah. Yeah. It's and weird, huh? Well, and that's interesting how that tends to work out um, with you and I. You're the mm-hmm. youngest, I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Your mom's, used to taking care of people your dad has stepped up and taken care of people as being he has how many sisters uh three yeah so he's he learned to step up and take care of probably your grandma and his three sisters being the male and being seen as like i'm the man of the house probably i'm just guessing oh for sure and to this day yeah that's exactly how it is too 
Um, like he, I don't know, like he kind of just took on this role of being the anchor for the family. Um, and you know, like my, my dad's been through, um, you know, he, he keeps on evolving. Like the, the older he got, like my dad's a very wise person. Um, and he'll, he'll tell me, you know, the truth, um, his truth. I mean, we didn't always see eye to eye. So mm-hmm. like there was some stuff that, yeah, of course I fought back or like I d- disagreed with or like I, <clears throat> you know, did, didn't necessarily, um, you know, see eye to eye. But, right. but yeah, my, I mean, my, um, but, you know, I was thankful for the, the kind of support and the, the kind of love that I got from both of them. So now, now that you have all the background, um, the conversation that I had with my dad the other day, um, as, as far as being, um, you know, when I approach him that, that I want to talk, um, parents are like, in my point of view, parents are like always in this, um, fix it mode. Right. Well, at least your dad is my dad. Right. Um, and this is your experience. Yeah. 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 And well, that's, yeah. it's like my, my point of view on, um, or like from my experience. Right. Yeah. Like they're, they're always in this fix it mode. So like when I, when I approach my, my dad, you know, for some advice or like if I'm really struggling with something, um, he'll, you know, try to come up with a solution or like give me, um, his experience or like what, cause you know, like they, they try to be like the, the wise one in the room. Like I'm more knowledgeable. I've, I've, they've obviously lived here longer on earth, um, than I have. So, um, I know the, the advice or like what, what they're giving back to me is, is not like, <clears throat> I know it's nothing malicious or like, they're not trying to like, um, you should take my advice like 100%, like you should not disregard it. But like sometimes, like I just want to be able to vent mm-hmm. without there being, you know, that that type. And you give me that face, right? Yeah, because how many times do I come to you with something? Yeah, and it's exactly that. And it's and, exactly that. You try to find a solution. You want to fix it. You want to make me feel better. You want to make it go away. You want to make it better, whatever yeah. for me. And I'm just like, no, I just. You don't need to fix it. You don't need to take this on. I just want you to hear me out. So yeah. it's interesting. And that just goes back to the whole, right? How like we're treated a certain way or things are ingrained in us. And then it's yeah. hard. We don't even notice that it's like coming up and out into our relationships. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And like it, like, okay. So like I'm, I'm in therapy as well. And like, you know, my therapist is helping me see like a different side of things and, um, like she, she's helping me view things from a step back. Um, and yeah, like, and you're totally right. Like I would try to fix it. Right. Um, give unwarranted advice or there we go. Bang the table. Um, or like, yeah, like I, of course, like I, I want to help as much as possible. Um, and that's what my dad's doing. But I, I, I told him like, like dad, like, and like sometimes I just want someone just to listen and you know like 
how I heard it from this one um, speaker. His name is Simon Sinek. I don't know if you ever heard of him, um, but he's a life coach, and he 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 was talking about like him come to his him coming to his friends, asking for help or advice or like just want to vent, um, and then they'll try to fix it right. So like he'll tell his friends like, you know what, um, I I don't really need the advice. I just mm-hmm. want you to to sit in the mud with me. Right. Right. That that's how he like put it. And I was like, damn, that that's like really enlightening or like like wow okay so now like in today or like <clears throat> like more so recently like um i know exactly what you mean now like because that's how i was raised my dad right. always tried to fix it or my mom would always yeah. try to fix it but but yeah like um <laughs> it kind of like like the conversation that i have with my dad it didn't feel like anything got resolved or like he 100 percent um took it in or like mm. you know like he, he was just like you know what's on like, he's just kind of s- stuck in his old ways mm. um but i mean i'm i'm learning to be a lot more vocal on what i need from my dad or like what i need from him and um and that's why i said boundaries earlier it's because like i need to be better at setting boundaries right with people and you give me that look i know i know um that and, look and, of mm, and this is why that's I'm in, what i've been saying and yeah like <laughs> and this is exactly why you know i'm in i'm in therapy as well um just working on my myself and my issues and the re- the relationships i have with you know the people that are close to me and, and around me so yeah i mean just in these last few years that i've gotten to know you and that we've been together definitely in the beginning i was like first of all i mean with all due respect and coming from a place of love believe it or not whether it doesn't sound whether it sounds like that sometimes or not okay when people usually say that that means they're about to something say bad's some gonna happen. offensive gonna shit say no <laughs> but it was very obvious to me early on that your family has a big influence over you. Mm-hmm. Here within the last year and a half, I'm going to say, I have seen you, yes, set up, set those boundaries, practice the boundaries and all of that. But in, in the very beginning, it was just so evident that they, I mean, geez, one day you were over here working from my home. We ordered food. It came and your mom needed help getting on a freaking Zoom and you just like up and left. Mm. Just dropped and just left. Just left. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm nobody. You know, that's his mom. She needs help even though it could that could have been a FaceTime call probably. But you left and it was an hour away and it was just like, what? Or another time when you said, you know, that you were at the gym. I'll never forget. You were at the gym and your sister called and was like, can you go get the girls, your nieces? And you just left the gym. Like you're doing, you're doing things that you want to do. And then, yeah, your family calls and you leave when it's not even, that's not a house on fire. That's not (laughs) an emergency. Yeah. And so when you up and left and changed your plans, 
you know, when you're in the middle of a workout or whatever and just leave, yes, I know they're important to you. You want to be there. You want to help. However, you can only stretch yourself so thin and yeah. you're letting them know. You're setting that tone of what's okay, what you're going to allow a person, whether right. it's family or not, to get away to get away with, right? I'm doing air quotes. Right. To get away with how much you're willing to bend yeah. for a person. And so things like that, I was like, whoa, red flag, red flag, pink flag, red flag. At the same time, I could see that struggle and you constantly kept saying, like, I'm trying to, to figure it out. I'm trying to, to find my own voice. I'm trying to figure it out. And so a lot of times in my therapy sessions these last three years has been, I'm really frustrated in my relationship because of this and my therapist saying, just hold on because these things that he's doing or saying show that there is hope, right? That he's not a slave to his family or whatever. Not that those words were used, but I'm just like totally paraphrasing. Yeah. And for me, because again, in the beginning, because of that big influence and stuff, I mean, it was really hard to even go into a fully like official committed relationship with you because there was a lot of pushback. First, there was pushback on me because I was going through something, you know, I was like in this heartbreak and I was like, no, I'm not ready. And I don't want you to be drying my tears that I'm crying over this, you know, mourning this other relationship or what have you. Mm-hmm. And then there was pushback on your end because it was very much well my family saying you know you're older you already have a son you've you're divorced whatever I shouldn't be with you and it was like that inner battle of clearly you were attracted to me clearly you wanted to be with me but it was like a I don't even know how to describe it but it was just that whole tug of war kind of thing right because you because your family was whispering in your ear saying conflicted yeah this or that and I remember always saying, well, what is it that you want? Like, what do you want for yourself? What do you want for your life? How much of what you're telling me is your family and how much of it is you? And I think that that happens a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 100% agree. Um, and... Yeah, my uh, <laughs> my my therapist says a lot of what you're saying as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, my family does have a, a lot of influence, and in, again, like you know, it's that whole setting a boundary and um, being um, firm on my word, and um, but yeah, I mean, I. I yeah I've definitely gotten better at it um and I mean yeah there's obviously there's still work to be done um but yeah like that it's just how I was I was raised like in um obviously yeah I'm just very <laughs> very loyal to my family and you know I'll do anything for them um and yeah just 
nothing else to say right there. <laughs> yeah. And so when we were talking about this conversation, I was like, huh, when, cause you said, oh, we were at a party and you were talking about the conversation with your dad saying like, well, parents are always in this fix it mode. And I was like, huh, like, I wonder like, what, what am I like as a mom? I mean, I definitely have this idea of what I think I am like. Mm-hmm. And then I do check in with my son, Jacob, who is 16 you know, since he was in elementary school, I would have these check-ins of like, tell me, tell me your happiest memory with me. Tell me about a time when I hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a time that I made you feel scared. What is it like to have me as your mom? Like, what is it like? Just what is it like? What's your Mm. experience like? And I would always follow it up with, you know, I want you to be honest. I don't want you to protect me, my feelings, what I might think, if I'm going to get mad or whatever. I'm asking you because I genuinely want to know. I want to know because I want to know what I can do better, how I can be better. And most importantly, when I ask you anything, whether it's about me as a parent or just life or whatever, I want to know what your thoughts are. I want to know how you see the world. And Mm -hmm. that's important to me. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to just be be honest because that's the only way that I'm going to know you is by sure the things that I see you do but also when we have these conversations and your answers right hopefully are honest and then I know you how your mind works how you see the world right and then I'm able to gauge what I need to work on hmm. and so I took a parenting quiz <laughs> On it's Gottman.com from the Gottman Institute. Gottman Institute is founded by John and Julie Gottman, and they have, you know, 40 years of research that they do on um, relationships, mostly couples, but all types of relationships. And so it was an 81-question quiz, and as it turns out, I rated highest as an emotion, emotional coaching parenting style. Um, so I was like, okay, and then you said that you could have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It, I mean, obviously, I, I couldn't tell you that, but, yeah, like, you are. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, but especially with Jacob, when, when I see you, around him or when you talk to him again like you're just very nurturing um you yeah you take care of him but he he also gives you feedback and like oh i love you you got you guys you know shared affirmation so yeah like your your guys's relationship is like it's pure and for me thank you for saying that and for me you know that's what i wanted when I knew that I was even pregnant and especially when I found out when I got confirmation I had a feeling that I was going to have a son when it was confirmed I was just like gosh what kind of man do I want to raise I'm going to raise a man Hmm. Mm -hmm. right and and as parents I think that we all just hope to raise decent human beings I mean I think for most parents, any good parent, quote unquote, good parent, 
is going to want that. And, and mm-hmm. then also came the whole like, geez, like how am I going to screw up that poor child? <laughs> and I still think of that. Like, how am I screwing him up? Obviously, like I believe everybody should be in therapy and he, I just know that he'll be in therapy for very different things than, than I was, that I am in. Right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give him a very different experience from, again, the one that I had where, you know, my parents are divorced. Like I said, never heard from my father again after the age of 11 when he was trying to get custody over me. He tried saying that my stepdad at the time, my youngest sister's father, was sexually abusing me. And I, I was like, I was so pissed off when I learned about that, that I called him and I was like, how dare you? How dare you? You don't, you probably don't even know when my birthday is and you want to say that? Hmm. No. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, you know what? I already have one dad and I don't, I don't need you in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I understand, right? Like why maybe he didn't try again, but he never tried before. So that was just stupid. I mean, just as a kid and even now as an adult, it's like, no, like that's dumb. Yeah. Um, and so with Jacob, you know, my, his dad and I separated, he was three, got divorced and everything. And we just always said, and we both coming from quote unquote broken homes, it was just like, we don't want to, we don't want to put that on Jacob, right? We, again, in agreement that we wanted his childhood to be different from the one that we had. Mm-hmm. Jay, Jacob's dad also had multiple stepdads and one that was really abusive. He saw his mom, you know, get beat up. He got verbally abused and I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if he, if the man ever hit him, but I know that he lived in fear mm. and his mom very much lived in fear. So we didn't want to make decisions in our own lives that would affect you know, Jacob's life. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, the adults are always making choices and the kids have no say, right? And so obviously Jacob didn't have a say in his dad and I staying together or not, but I decided I don't want to, I will not stay with a man that, you know, being in a relationship with this man is going to teach my child that number one, it's okay to treat people a certain way or that number two, it's okay to to be treated a certain way. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want that, but we wanted very much for our son to know, you know what? Like just because mom and dad aren't together, that doesn't mean that we don't love you. And that's what we've worked hard both to instill in Jacob that we can put our bullshit aside. Okay. Our marriage failed too bad. But we still do things with our kid because we love him mm-hmm. and we do it for him. And so hopefully, you know, that's what, that's what we're doing. And, and I, my therapist always says the healthy co-parenting relationship that you and Jay have is because of you, because you're doing the work, you know, you're navigating. You told me earlier today, like you're in the driver's seat and very much, you know, when it comes to that relationship, of co-parenting, yeah, I've been in the driver's seat and I've had to do a lot of this stuff alone. Um, Jay lived out of state for many years. I was the one here. He would only come and see Jacob once a month. Now it's more often. 
all the tough conversations I had that. So I was mom and dad, Mm. right? You talk about being a man or whatever. I heard somebody say like, oh, a woman, a woman can't raise a man. A woman can't teach a man how to be a man or, or something like that. And I was like, excuse me? I mean, looking at all my past relationships and even, you know, present company included <laughs> in my like parenting and raising Jacob, I'm always like, okay, I don't want this. I like this. You know, how do I get him to be that type of person that shows up in this way. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I bring my son breakfast in bed and he's 16 years old. And hopefully, <laughs> well, so you maybe. Were, you were just talking about that earlier too. Like, um, you know, your son, you know, doing stuff on his own. Like, right. you know, going to the th- movie theaters by himself or like um, being out there in the world and instead of, and y'all probably hear that screaming in the background. That's actually uh, her son playing video games. He gets really passionate and really like into it. So if, if y'all hear any screaming, I swear it's her son. <laughs> it's nobody's no getting abused. No or anything. Getting abused. <laughs> well, he but, they might be abusing each other over the headset. <laughs> yeah, verbally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, um, like your your son, you know, he's already in his mid mid teens or whatever you consider he's two years away of what society considers being an adult being an adult right and um and yeah like i i'm not a i'm not a parent i don't have any kids so like i don't know what it what it means to be or what it's like to be a parent um to be constantly worrying about somebody else that's not yourself a human life yeah seriously um i and i can only imagine um but I mean, being on the other side, um, like I, I think the the thing that we forget, um, and you know, we forget to think about like our parents are doing the best that they can, um, or that they could. Yes, there's always like that that possibility of of being better and doing better. Like that's what my dad always says. That's funny you said that, um, but being a better version of yourself. Um, as a parent, as a partner, um, as a woman, as a man. Um, yeah, like that you guys are doing the best you can. And um, nobody, nobody wrote, here's a manual on how to parent correctly, right? We, we were raised the way we were raised and um, we were dealt the cards that we were dealt. Luckily, yeah. you know, we, <laughs> we, we got out okay, um, but but yeah, and I'm it makes me think about and you know people that are that are less fortunate um, or um, what's what's happening over there in the Middle East and yeah you know like yeah go ahead well and it's definitely easier I'm gonna say that lightly to be a parent when there's not so much chaos. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I will say that it was really hard when Jacob was really little, not just because he was a toddler, you know, needed me more and all of that. It was really hard because I was trying to manage my own emotions in an unhealthy relationship with his father uh, in that marriage. And there were times where I was like, maybe I should just 
get on medications or like start taking pills or whatever. But, but my mind always went to how is that going to affect Jacob Mm. and how is that going to affect the way that I show up for Jacob? Mm. And I don't want to do that. So then when I did make a plan to leave, then it got harder because I mean, Jay's always been a great provider. And so leaving that, I didn't, I didn't have anything. I had just gone laid off. I was working part-time, had just gotten another part-time job. And then eventually I had three part-time jobs, you know, single mom, uh, you know, separated from the husband, whatever, no family out here. So whenever I say single mom, I mean that I don't have any family here. Mm-hmm. I have no safety net. I had to build a circle, circle of trust, right? The, my little village of people that I can call upon. And that took years to find. Mm-hmm. And it, and, and I didn't have that when Jacob was really young. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard. I mean, I can, I can look back on those early years and I just cringe. And I remember sometimes just losing. I mean, Jacob would be like throwing shoes at me from the back seat or whatever. And me just like starting to scream or, you know, trying to hit him or whatever while I'm driving and going into work and, and just feeling like crap because I don't want to be that type of parent. I didn't want to be that. Mm. I didn't, I was turning into like my mom and my mom had a lot of, there was a lot of chaos. And you talk about your parents of bringing in where they came from. I mean, my mom was abandoned as a baby. She was given up. She was really, really sick and her, a biological mother's brother-in-law and his wife ended up they they couldn't have kids and my mom was really really sick and my mother's bio parents said well pay her hospital bills and if she survives you can keep her Whoa. so fast forward to my mom finding out that that was the case i mean i can only imagine the damage that that did to her yeah and then you know finding out later on her dad that she thought was her, or her biological dad that she thought was her biological father wasn't in fact her biological father. She was actually conceived from her biological mother having an affair with like a 17 year old when she was like 40. It was like Mrs. Robinson, but in, in freaking small town, oh Texas. Yeah. And then him being banned from the <clears throat> small town and, I mean, this whole thing and then, you know, finding him once she was grown up and everything and then being rejected by him. So, I mean, yes, I understand all of that when when I talk about my mom. And I always feel like when I talk about my mom and and my childhood that I'm like, geez, like I'm painting my mom out to be this like really bad guy, (laughs) this really bad person. And and Lord help me. She is a pill. <laughs> I love her. I, I do love my mom. <laughs> Regardless of what I say about her, I, I do love about her. It, I, I do love her. It just doesn't change the way that it doesn't change my past experience with her. Right. And and the reason why it comes up so much for me is because now I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I've been a parent for the last 16 years. Right. And I've been trying to undo all the stuff that was said to me and all the stuff that was done to me that that was out of my control Mm -hmm. and 
And then also in parenting my own child, I'm also parenting myself, right? Like reparenting my inner child and being like, damn, like that wasn't your fault. And I'm sorry. So exhausting. And that's not going to happen to you ever again because I'm here. And look, it's because of you that I'm able to show up for Jacob in this way. Right. So thank you. And I'm also still, you know, I've been parenting the girls, my sisters, since they were born. And I'm st- and they still come to me. And I love it. I love it. And I love that I'm the one that went through the worst of it. Although I was never like homeless the way my, my sisters ended up being homeless with my mom, which is a whole other story because I was already a young adult. And so my, you know, and I never even realized like, holy shit, my sisters were homeless. But at the same time, then here comes my mom, like taking advantage of me knowing how I would give my life for my sisters, mm. just like I would for Jacob, mm-hmm. you know, and coming to me and, you know, I'm just going to say it, manipulating me to do what she wanted Hmm. and then like screwing up my credit because of it, you know, it's just like, yeah. Cause it was like, well, what you're going to have, you're, you're okay with your sisters like living like this and whatever. Don't you want to buy them a home and like all this stuff? Yeah. So it was just, that's, that's a lot. (laughs) And that's a conversation that hopefully I'll have with my sisters on here, but that'll be another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I know seriously though, because (laughs) it's a lot, man. Yeah. And, you know, and even Jacob's just like when he was really young, he told he told Roy, who I say is my mentor. We had gone to see a scary movie, which was I know it's inappropriate. Judge me. But because <laughs> he was about, I guess, about eight years old. And we went I forget what movie it was, but we went to go see some scary movie. And somehow, I guess we we're going home for the holidays or something. And Roy, also being from my hometown, we're talking about going home from the holidays. And he had brought up my mom. And then Jacob's like, oh, well, my mom hates my grandma. And we were just like, what? <laughs> and I was like, Jacob, have you ever heard me say that? And he's like, no. Like, well, what makes you say that? And he's like, because of the things that she did to you. Because anytime. So to put things into perspective, anytime that I would raise my voice, lose my cool with Jacob, I would always say, Jacob, help me not be this type of parent. I don't want to be this. I had this when I was growing up. Help me. What can we do? Right. And I know that that's a lot. And maybe that's a lot to to put onto him. But then he was like, oh, well, maybe, yeah, I should listen the second time that you asked me to do something mm-hmm. or or whatever, he would kind of step back and think about it. But yeah, that was always the thing. Like I would share with him my experience of like, man, like I feel horrible about being this way. Please know like when I was your age and I did this, this was the consequence for it. Right. And so he'd always be like, Oh my God, like I didn't, you know, I had no idea or, or whatever. Um, and so that's why he, he said that interestingly enough though years before that jay had actually told me he's like i'm i'm surprised you don't hate your mom after everything that she's done to you and everything that she's put you through i'm surprised you don't hate your mom and i'm like how could i hate her that's my mom Mm. and so you know you talk about jacob in the way that our relationship his and uh, my relationship is 
yeah, I mean, I would hope he can, he, I don't have to initiate the I love you, right? He, mm-hmm. he will initiate that. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, it means the world to me here recently, yesterday, mm-hmm. take him to the movies, pick him up. And yeah, it was his first time hanging out with his friends on his own. And he was just like, Oh my God, mom, I had such a blast and it was a once in a lifetime thing. And thank you so much. There's going to be plenty more of that. <laughs> I know. It's like, babe, this is the first of many. Okay. But yes, I, this was your first time in that experience. Mm-hmm. So yes, this, this feels like once in a lifetime, right? Yeah. Cause, Cause this is the, the very first one. It's your first experience. And he was just like, yeah, I'm just so grateful. And fortunately, when I do ask him, or even when other people ask him, when we were here making pasta, Roy and Abel asked, oh, so what is it like to have, you know, Jennifer as as a mom? And he's like, it feels great. I feel so loved. You know, and it's just like, man. But the, and, the, and a lot of the times, I'm, all, I'm thinking about how much I'm failing as a mom. <laughs> But I think that just goes back to the whole, any good parent feels like that. What is that, like imposter syndrome? No. Because you can always do more. Yeah. And so I don't know what it's going to be like or what I'm going to be like when Jacob, you know, starts to spread his wings to fly the nest. And I hope I, I am not quick to fix things for him. Mm. And... I'm still able to just guide him. What was it? He got his progress report and had a C minus in math, A plus in engineering. And I'm like, Jacob, what's going on here? You know, because engineering and math kind of go hand in hand. And he's like, yeah, that's true. But I'm just focusing more on my engineering because it's fun and blah, blah, blah. So I'm working on that more at school. And I'm like, all right. So when you work on things at school, you have help there, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So then, I mean, what would happen if if you maybe worked on math at school? And he's like, oh, I see. <laughs> and so then the next day, he started asking for help in math and what have you. And then at the end of the week, I, I asked him, I was like, so how's it going now that you're working on engineering at home and working more on math at school? And and he was like, oh, my sisters, my sisters, my teachers commented about how they see that I, I switched my focus and they're proud of me for pri- reprioritizing. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's good. I mean, did I suggestively persuade him to make that choice? Absolutely. But, <laughs> but I wasn't well, like, hey, you should, you need to, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was so bad at math. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I, well, can't hate such a strong word, but yeah, I hated math. No, I know. Same. Um, dyslexia. Hello. No, <laughs> but my point is that I, tr- I try to refrain from using words like you should, you need to, blah mm. blah blah, with my son anyway, um, because I, I know whenever I heard those words, I would just shut down, and I wouldn't hear anymore. Also, if the voice went over a certain de- decibel or mm. had a certain tone, I would also shut down. So yeah. I'm very careful and mindful on how I actually speak to him most of the time. Yeah, my my dad wouldn't like be 
like try to persuade me or like you know when when he would throw a suggestion at me like he he'd be like you know I don't know it's just like really casual about it and like I guess it's like here here it is you know take it as you please or like if if you want you know yeah the, those are his two cents or um but I mean there are some things that he'll he'll like if it's really really important or like if it's crucial or like um if it's something that he knows it, it it's affecting me or it's affecting us like as a family um I'll, I'll know like i i mean i i his tone like you said his tone he's more uh, authoritative yeah and when that kind of stuff so especially when it when it comes to the family but, but yeah my, no my mom um i don't think she my i mean my mom was like <laughs> like 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 you said like and, and as if she were yelling, right? Or, like, as if she were upset. Like, that that's the way, like, her tone came off. So, like, you knew it was something really important to her, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, all right. Well, you know, that's that's the truth. Or um, my mom is, you know, really means it. Or, But, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, uh, what I think we should... Uh, you know, we we should, or what I suggest we do, um, is maybe talk about um, growing up with divorced parents, or okay. um, or parenting in a in a divorced household. Um, oh yeah, I feel like we can go about this in so many angles. So, yeah, but for, for sure. now, I think this conversation. I think we're. We did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, 55 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and this went, like, better than I envisioned it, I think. And no banging on the table this time. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, I get really <laughs> passionate when I talk, so I had to put my hands on my... <laughs> we both talk with our hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... Okay, so when, when I'm, like, when I'm uncomfortable about mm-hmm. talking about something, I get very animated. And my therapist like pointed that out. Oh. Yeah, and I, and I'm like, oh, like you're right. Like when I'm really uncomfortable, or like if I'm being vulnerable, or like if I'm getting nervous, like you'll you'll hear my voice tremble, or like, um, yeah, like I get animated. And I don't know why, but mm. it's 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 kind of like the the demons coming out or something, or I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) jeez. Well, thank you for listening. If you stayed through the whole episode, and then next time we'll probably expand more on the parenting thing. I'm not too sure, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Um, There's some juicy stuff in here that. I, I I was kind of I already knew that we were gonna talk about it and it might be uncomfortable, um, but yeah I mean it's just that whole thing of disclosing information about your family and then your family might listen to it. Like, well, right, and so I think about that a lot, right? Because it's like this is uncensored. Yeah, we're not going to censor ourselves, and right. and it's not, 
And here's the thing. We're speaking about our personal experiences. For sure. And I mean, if people that are in our lives can't understand that, that says more about them than it does about us. We're not bad-mouthing anybody. This is just our experiences. And the hope is that somebody has maybe a similar story and can see like, oh, wow, there's these people and they they're okay, quote unquote, right? Like, okay, in spite of whatever they went through, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to be okay, too. Like, that's what it's about. Not, oh, I'm trying to dog my mom or whatever. I'm trying to hurt somebody's feelings. No, not at all. So, yeah, it's just being transparent about our own experiences. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And we can't set boundaries while also taking other people's emotions into considerations. Like it doesn't it doesn't work like that. So that's what I'm, you know, doing with this as well. Like this is our platform to speak our two cents on whatever it is. And today it's parenting style. So anyway, thank you for listening to Jenny Sensen's or Pennies. I am Jennifer Marie Martinez. And I'm Adam uh, Herrera. Yes, and you can find us on Instagram. I am at Jenny's underscore pennies. Adam is... What's your handle? Uh, oh, well, which one? DJ or personal? Whichever one. <laughs> um, at DJ Adam Herrera. Um, I'm also a DJ. But um, yeah, you can find us on the socials. Uh, also, we're on um, Spotify, google podcast um we're on so many platforms now um so um if you have any of those or i think amazon prime mm-hmm. as well um yeah uh, we're, we're on so many platforms now so uh please share share leave a like leave a comment anything. mention it to somebody that you think would benefit from hearing our stories for sure and until next time please remember your voice matters You are capable, you are lovable, you are deserving, you are enough. See you later, everyone.